Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 11 of the Hey Listen Radio podcast show business, what have you. Uh, I'm your host, Michael, and uh, today is July 2nd, 2020. (laughs) And uh, joining me today, as per usual, I have... The very sad man below me. His name is. You're muted, by the way. Oh, you were waiting for me to say something. I yeah. Thought the twist was gonna be you were gonna introduce Joe. No. <laughs> Who are you? None of your damn business. I've never seen but this. If you have to call me something, you can call me Jumper Cables, I guess. Okay. I've never seen this man before in my life. What a strange name. And uh, the other guy to my right, um, and if you're listening at home, uh, I guess he's he's the deepest voice you'll hear with the longest cock. Who are you? Oh, you're cutting out a little bit there. I think you have your auto speech thing on that's just me that's just me hello okay i'm joe that's yeah me. all the same joe that was pretty good okay Thank you. <laughs> uh so we got a couple of topics today they're pretty meaty i guess but uh should we start off with the good news or the bad news <laughs> There's good news. All right. I guess I was just. I was just about to say that there. I don't think there was any good news. Did you look at what I posted? My topic. It's a nice idea. It's pretty good news. Uh, but anyway, I was kind of just, and it's kind of developing like, uh, like right now, like as of the last hour or two, uh, Joe's topic. So why don't we dive into that one? Why don't you tell us what's going on, Joe? <laughs> yeah, I'm all about game industry drama. There's been mm-hmm. plenty. Uh, Evo Online, it's, it ain't happening. Uh, not at all. I think, and, we, uh, I think we need a name for, for Joe's hot goss column. <laughs> hot gaming goss with Joe. This is all I do, man. This the is all dirt sheets. Yeah. Pepper shit sheets. This was hot off the press. Hot off the press. So essentially, Evo Online was going to happen. Everyone was excited for it. But uh, pretty much all the companies pulled out. Oh, okay, well, okay, maybe. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> they were kind of. <laughs> Capcom pulled out. Um, uh, oh, my God. Who's Mortal Kombat? NetherRealm. NetherRealm. Yep. They're gone. Um, and uh, pretty much uh, Bandai. They're gone as well. Yeah. And and this is because of the <laughs> apparently the CEO who I think now stepped down is uh, there were some sexual things that he did in his past back in 2002 I think it was mm-hmm. where he, he was he was doing stuff with little boys uh, yeah. multiple things some multiple things pretty weird stuff Ugh. yeah, yeah and it was it was all like golf land yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it's fucking 
dark. <laughs> it is dark, actually. He apparently ah. had he had little boys like take off their clothes and jump into the water hazards on the golf course. Why? Because he just wanted to. And then the other thing he was doing was he, <laughs> yeah. Um, so apparently at the golf place there, um, in the, like kind of earlier on, they used to do a lot of gaming tournaments there, fighting game tournaments. And one of the other uh, like pro players there, they were comparing dicks, um, and uh, he brought the guy into the back room, uh, back room into the bathroom, and they just uh, took him out, took him out, and he compared, and just to prove that yeah, I'm you know I'm bigger than above average, so that happened, yeah, and uh, he admitted to it and a lot of other stuff, so. He did the whole apology thing where, yes, you know, I've done things in my past that I'm ashamed of. You're damn right you should be ashamed of. <laughs> Shit. I mean, that, this God. isn't just... I mean, some people have done things yeah. on, you know, trying to apologize for things on Twitter for what they've done in the past, but God damn. Yeah. That's tired. So let me fill in some of the gaps there because I, like, just read this Twitter thread. Um, All right. Uh, well, basically, this guy is the uh, I forget his name. Co-founder. Uh, he's yeah, he's the co-founder of uh, Evo from back in the day, and uh, so he would he had this arcade and people would come and I guess this guy was the kid brother of somebody who worked there, and he was like a teenager, like you know, fourteen to seventeen whenever this stuff was happening, I guess, and uh, yeah. Uh, I guess the, the the guy would have people do all sorts of like dumb shit for for like for tokens. Tokens, yeah. Like you know, eating eating <laughs> stupid shit, yelling stupid uh, shit. It, like you kind of read a, a chunk of this, and it's like, okay, this is just like dumb young people like fucking around, and like it, some of it kind of reminded me a little bit of. Um, I haven't seen the documentary, but I know there's a documentary called "The Man Who Sold the World" about it, but. I've I've been skateboarding long enough that I've just read so, so many interviews about this guy Steve Rocco who was not like a predator or anything but he would do things like you know he had excuse me uh lots of kids who were pros like young pros teenagers and he would you know let them spend on the credit card and like he would get them hookers and shit um so that's kind of what it reminded me of it's like okay this is kind of like basic degenerate shit of like <laughs> He's like, okay, like they had him like eating shit or like yelling out stupid shit or like sure jump in the pool when it's really cold out and like with the, the the weird part is like he made him be in their underwear and shit and he would like strategically like throw these things out when like they wouldn't have time to get bathing suits or whatever. He'd be like, Yeah, you gotta get in your underwear and jump in the pool Which is just like okay, like it's cold and like that's torturous I guess. But then the the other thing was like, and this is kind of how the kid viewed it. Uh, the the man at this point he, he viewed it as just like stupid, like random, like you know, kind of boy shit. Uh, I, I guess they were all talking shit about like dick sizes, and they were talking about like race or whatever. And they were like, oh yeah, um, there was like they were saying like, oh yeah, Asians got tiny dicks, and this dude was like, what? fuck that i got i fucking i'm average the average size is this and he was like kind of indignant about it and then i guess he went into to the bathroom uh, 
Well, he he was like, I'll fucking prove it. And the guy was like, yeah, prove it. And so he, like, he had to, I guess it was later, he came back and he, like, got a bunch of porn so he could get hard and measure it. Oh, my God. He called, and then he called the guy in, and the guy was like, all right, fine, whatever. Like, sure, your dick is big. And then he gave him 20 bucks because he proved him (laughs) the bet. And then, so I guess what happened was, there was one more, oh, there was another detail. So this this other detail was that apparently, you know how there's bathroom stalls next to urinals, right? Somebody had drilled a hole in the stall (laughs) so that they could look at the urinals. And apparently some employees found it and plugged it up, but that was just a a thing, like, so later on this man who is accusing this guy of all this stuff or explaining what happened he says he was talking to one of his buddies and he was like and he's actually prefaced this kind of by saying like he's not really traumatized by it like nothing like super he wasn't molested basically in the purest sense of the word I guess but he was talking to somebody else and they were saying uh and he was talking about this story. They were talking about stupid shit that you do for money. And he was talking about that story. And I guess uh, it was the person he was talking to was around during the time. And he was like, oh, yeah, like, you probably gave him, like, a couple years worth of, like, uh, you know, uh, of jerk-off material with that one. And he was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, like, you didn't know? That dude's gay. <laughs> which is, Which is, like... That's like that's not the issue here, but that definitely recontextualizes all this other shit where he was like having, you know, boy like teenage boys stripped to their underwear and get in a pool and like trying to look at people's dicks through bats and possibly drilling a hole in a in a bathroom stall. <laughs> so yeah, oh, man. it's pretty skeevy. I, I don't know. And if you read the guy's apology, he's like, "Oh yeah, it was kind of like the standard. I'm a different person now, and I realize I did was fucked up back then." And then, you know, Evo is now kicked him out basically. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> those are the dirty details. <laughs> Some TMZ stuff. I I just read it, so. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's wild. Yeah. But uh, so, have you been following all the other shit that's been going on in the FGC? Uh, no, I think you had brought it up after I, I posted another thing about that Twitch streamer showing showing stuff. Uh, you said it was dealing with like Smash Brothers or something. Was yeah, it, was that related? It turns out the Smash Brothers were just smashing themselves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's so there's a yeah, I guess there's been all sorts of and it's weird because basically all this stuff is highlighting the fact that it's funny because well, I used the analogy to skateboarding before, which is it's kind of similar, you know, like young prodig- prodigies come up and they're very young. There's only a couple of really I've heard one instance of somebody taking advantage of someone who is younger, it was like a, a man in a and a girl but 
but this is something that people generally kind of acknowledge like like it's a little strange that our industry works this way but we do and we're we're all pretty responsible about it as far as skateboarding goes like like parents are all signed on and and everything and you know they'll you'll have like 30 year old peoples and like you know people in their early 20s in the in the van with like you know sometimes people as young as like 16 or whatever 15 because skaters get good that young um but there, there's really no fuckery that goes on. Mm. Uh, at least that hasn't really come out yet. And the industry's been around for a long time. But I bring it up because the dynamic is so similar um, in terms of these communities that come together and, like, especially with something like Smash Brothers, where you, you, you know, that's skews towards a very, the, the young and the young at heart. Um, mm-hmm. and there's just you know a lot of weirdos in there um, and gaming is like it's different than my previous example right it's a very much like for it's it's accessible anyone can do it and it's a lot of people's ex- escape who are very troubled people um, and so yeah it, we're just seeing shit come out where it's just like some fucked up people you know, have taken advantage of other people. There is somebody I, I don't follow that community, so mm. I don't really know the names. But there was a well, there was a guy who was a I guess he he was a he kind of there's a lot of uh, stories of grooming that they're saying mm. where like this older guy who's like 30 or whatever is like friends with a younger girl who's like 15 and then by the time she's like 17 or 18 like well this one girl says that this guy did that to her and then he ended up raping her um and then there was another one where some girl was like and I was seeing people were posting like old videos of her with this guy at tournaments and stuff being all like touchy feely with him and stuff this like 14 year old boy uh I guess she basically like did some shit to him and there's probably some other shit that I have overlooked too but it's just like <laughs> man so far nothing's come out about the teching community thank god <laughs> <laughs> oh man but, what's uh, happening to the game industry I mean it's 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 every industry mm-hmm. um, as of late yeah. there's been accusations all over the place in every direction about damn near everything yeah let's i mean yeah let's clarify that this is the community not necessarily the industry mm-hmm. today just across the board <laughs> today. <laughs> go, go on twitter you will find an accusation about anything yep yeah well i i mean shit is going down what do you guys think i mean he yes he did some pretty interesting things back in 2002 or 2001 somewhere around there but you know as he stated on twitter i'm a changed man now i'm not mm-hmm. like that person do you think the chickens gotta people... come home to roost at some point uh, you know yeah, yeah that's that mean you know changing becoming decent owning up to this that's part of it but yeah. the mm-hmm. other part of it is it that part he's probably been wanting to avoid for a minute now yeah that um, part he's gonna deal with now yeah yeah, hmm. I'm, I'm, 
I'm not that torn, but I'm slightly torn about it just because he he was really just a pervert uh, and he didn't yeah. really hurt anybody. Um, but that said, it's like just get him yeah. out of there. That, that's yeah. probably the best thing for everything. He needs to go continue to work on himself or whatever. And I don't think we need to see this person anymore. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, he had a long ride, and that was more than he deserved, you know, probably. Yeah, I think it said he started Evo in 1996. Yeah. I think I was reading that. Yeah, so, I mean, he's been doing it for a while, definitely. Yeah. yeah long career doing Evo, so. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't particularly know who he was either. Till now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, honestly, I didn't even know Evo had a CEO. I thought it was like a community event that people just kind of all rallied behind and it kind of <laughs> came well, together I figured, each year. I f it probably started that way, but it had to have someone at some yeah. point who was willing to be like, okay, I'm going to take like, like legitimate responsibility for all this. Yeah, I'm going to organize mm. this and rent venues and stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's probably... You know, it's like, did you guys see that Dave Chappelle special where he talked about Bill Cosby? No, no. <laughs> he has this whole, oh man, he has this whole great bit about Bill Cosby and how much he, uh, you know, really gave back to the black community and donated and did all these charities and shit, but all, he also, like, you know, raped somebody <laughs> and he was just like, he saves and he rapes, but he saves more than he rapes. <laughs> <laughs> this balances out. So I mean, this guy created, co-created something really amazing that's given a lot of people a lot of joy. It's, it's brought a lot of people together. It's, I mean, who knows? Relationships may have formed. Other yeah. good things have happened, and other mm. bad relationships have formed too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the thing, the 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 real issue is that like the good and the bad, they they don't cancel each other out mm -hmm. they kind of exist separately yeah so, <laughs> which is on the one hand it shouldn't this you know what this guy's done shouldn't necessarily cancel out the good he's done yeah. it shouldn't like make you feel bad about the good feelings you have about evo or mm. even even in appreciation for the work he's done but at the same time that stuff he did is pretty dire. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, but it it's not. I'd say the thing I would say, I guess it's it's not anyone's responsibility to hate him for another's sake. Yeah. If if I mean if if you feel some kind of way about what he did, I'm not gonna say that's bad or wrong or anything like that. But if you don't you're not part of the problem either yeah so that's uh and i do want to say that it's very um the behavior is extremely worrisome to say the least and i but i mean that statement in the context of uh this may open the gates for people with more serious accusations to come through about this guy but who knows um but yeah, I, what you were just saying uh, is kind of how I was feeling for a second. Uh, I, I mean, I was like, Dude, I don't know if we really need to cancel Evo about this, but then I remembered 
what Evo was actually going to be, and I'm just like, fuck it. Nobody wanted Evo online. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and a lot of it, a lot of it was people stepping away just to stand in solidarity with the people who were coming forth about the stuff. If that's what they want to do, that's fine. Yeah, maybe of all the times to cancel Evo, maybe this was the time. I think it all kind of just worked itself out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So even though this happened, um, now that he's gone and whoever they're going to replace him with, do you guys feel game companies are going to want to come back to Evo again? or Probably not this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's done this year. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants that. Um, I saw Harada already tweeting like, should I just do a fucking live stream? <laughs> because that's that's the other thing is you know people were planning uh, people were planning stuff when it was going to be an event and people were you know they had to tweak those plans when it was not going to be an event. So now I'm sure people like Harada and other companies are sitting on like some announcements and stuff. So um, we may just get like a a live streamed version of because everyone is expecting season four of tekken 7 mm. to come mm. so uh, and that yeah. will and that it will most likely be the last season so yeah i'm sure we'll, st- we'll still get the announcements which is probably what everyone wanted to see anyway mm. yeah um, that seems to be what all the game companies are doing these days anyway just doing their own presentations online yeah. about whatever upcoming stuff is happening so yeah yeah i mean speaking of which real quick i think xbox is they're going to be revealing how it looks in august like in like early august so that how, should be something to look so it's in. not going to look like a mini fridge how what looks they said they're going to be showing off the xbox series x um, more details about how it works, the UI, all that stuff. Oh, okay. They've just shown the hardware. They haven't yeah. shown the actual interface. So okay. That's what they're... Mm. Yep. And that's it for uh, Joe's Gossip Gaming Corner. Yep. Is that, that what you're calling it? <laughs> yeah. Gossip Gaming Corner. Oh. Man. Evo. I... I definitely want to go to Evo. So I'm curious if they'll try to rebrand or something. Mm. I don't know if it was that bad. I don't know if yeah. it needs to be rebranded per se. But you know how people are. <laughs> people were talking about like blowing up Mount Rushmore last <laughs> the other day. I, I'm still hearing people talking about like, like, like what the hell thing from a from an indigenous chief or something like oh. that being like yeah yeah blow that shit up or like retort. oh my god I have no strong I don't have a strong enough of attachment to that place mm-hmm. to really care I think it's cool I think oh. it's imp- the the only concern the only attachment I have to it is the fact that it appears as one of the stages in Fatal Fury two that's literally it. <laughs> It's also parodied in MGS4. Uh, I I think it's cool. I think it's uh, an interesting achievement, technologically wise. You know, I saw a blip. I didn't dive into it. That the guy who carved it had some kind of ties to like the KKK or some shit. But that's a little strange. I wish I had read into that because that's a little strange considering he must have just been so mad carving Abraham Lincoln's face into that thing. 
Yeah, they had to make a deal with someone somewhere. It's like, okay, you gotta put Lincoln in there, but you gotta put Lincoln in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a uh, Washington. I think Jefferson, uh, Lincoln, and and Teddy Roosevelt. And at the time, I think it was. I, I was reading something about it. It was to signify like important keystones in our development as a nation. Um, and I, I think it's important to keep it up because it does. They each face signifies something a different part, whether it's good or bad. Like it's it's part of history. Um, and I, I, I just a... let me say. Listen, let me say. I, I am. I don't think it should be taken down. I'm pretty for like adding something else there, though. Okay. Like, yes. Okay, that's what I was gonna say too. Add something that shows where we are now and how far yeah. we've we've come up to this point. I was gonna say, yeah, the, maybe don't take stuff down just just for the sake of history, but maybe maybe add some faces. Yeah. I'd be for it. They should mm. put a sort of the same thing with like a lot of the statues taken down. I like. It's like okay, you got to take them down. I understand that, but maybe put them somewhere. Put them in a museum somewhere. Yeah. Something. Just it's like okay, this was a point in our history. This used to be out in the open. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, decades down the line, someone could see that, realize that it was out in the open, and be like, man, we were fucked. Yeah, I agree with that too. Because I I really don't like erasing history. It's pretty disturbing to me. Um, but the. I kind of softened a little bit on that point, though, when I I found out that I guess a lot of those statues to Confederate leaders were erected during the Jim Crow era in, like, the 1920s to just terrorize people and, like, Yeah, and that information should be made available alongside of wherever you put those things. Yeah, so I was a little bit more, like... Like this was a tactic. I was a little bit more like, let's save it for history and put it in a museum. When I thought they were actually like relics from hundreds of years ago, but they're a little younger than that. I still do think they should be put in a museum. We should show the bad part of our history, um, but at the same yeah, time, cautionary tales. Yeah, that's yeah. But at the same time, I'm not losing. Well, I was never losing losing sleep over it in the first place, but mm-hmm. I, I care a little bit less knowing that they were. Oh, oh! Yeah. If if they decide to just blow them things up, I'm not going to be sad or anything. Yeah, it's it's not the ideal answer for me personally, but whatever. I'm not the one out there yeah. doing the shit. Mm. <laughs> this is just also ridiculous. We should replace you... them all with statues of Joe. <laughs> I'm... No, I'd be okay with that. I'd prefer Gundams, but Joe's good. Yeah, it's. It's just, it's kind of, people are changing everything because of everything that's been happening. I get it, but just, I don't know, it just feels so ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's just, it's... <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. I'm okay with it. I'm not against it, but just, it's just starting to get silly. It's just like, okay, we got to change this because this is, this sounds slightly racist. We have to change yeah. it now. We got to take Let's... Gone with the Wind off of HBO Max. <laughs> Yeah, that me? one. That one seemed a bit. Uh, well, well, see, I, I, on the one hand, I was gonna say that one seemed a bit odd, a bit unnecessary. I don't actually care enough to go to bat for Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it either. But I, it's funny because it's such a, 
it's an important part in history. Same with Song of Song of the South, which has gotten swept under the rug too, mm-hmm. and just gotten put yeah, away. So but those are the like the those movies are the first Academy Award wins for a, a black actor and a, and a black actress. Mm-hmm. So mm. I think they're pretty important to be seen. Um, yeah, yeah, and just- uh. I did like that I saw and apparently people have just been going through old shows and ripping out like episodes that are like offensive like like they're taking out episodes of Scrubs where I guess there was blackface and uh, the one the one show that kind of didn't and I respect them a lot for was Mad Men they just decided to put a little disclaimer ahead of it saying like this is like we did this on purpose to show like how fucked up the time was so we're not gonna mm-hmm. remove this episode yeah, um, I want to say that's a little, that's that's maybe a little different though. I don't yeah. know what the context of like the Scrubs episode was, for example. Yeah, neither um, do I. Though, like, people take like people do that. Like, it's weird to me because because Jimmy Kimmel got into a lot of shit <laughs> because he was like steadily doing that on the Man Show. I know. And uh, like that, that shit went right over my head as like a dumbass little kid because I, you know, only like halfway interested just because it was something on TV and mm-hmm. sometimes it was funny. Yeah. But like, I'm pretty sure I saw those episodes where he did that shit, didn't give a fuck about him, <laughs> but didn't acknowledge what I was looking at either. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was about the same age, so I didn't. I thought it was really funny at the time. Just. And I still think it's funny, but at the time I wasn't like, "Oh, that's blackface." <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying too. Is yeah. that I wasn't even like acknowledging it, but to that end, it was kind of like shocking to know that that shit was still happening. Yeah, that uh, far along. Yeah. See, I don't know. I guess also Jimmy had a problem. Problem with what? Doing blackface. Did he do something else? He just kept doing it. He did it at least twice. Once as Carl Malone, and then again as Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, huh? Interesting. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, he was. It was like full body, too. Yeah. It wasn't just his face. I mean, I guess take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> I am personally not offended by face. I'm not. Uh, I'm not offended. Yeah in that case so much is just confused Mm. yeah I think it's what do you get out of that uh, it's supposed to be funny (laughs) yeah I just don't personally like this whole trend of going back to old shows and then just ripping them apart for all of these sexist or like horror or racist things I mean it's, people were picking people were picking apart old episodes of friends and especially at yeah. Joey because he was just like a, you know this horrible misogynist awful person yeah just degrading it's women more, I mean I don't know, calm it, down. it's not it's not wrong in the sense that it can kind of put things in perspective to see how normalized this sort of stuff was mm-hmm. um it's when it kind of gets used to attack people that I don't which like. It, which it wasn't. I mean, he was just like a, a dummy. Like, he was like a dumb... Well, no, not, 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 not like what Joey was doing to attack people, as in when people uh, 
say, oh yeah, but uh, but I like friends, and then you know mm-hmm. now they're the problem. I don't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like. What drives me crazy is, and I say this all the time, that humor is as subjective as musical tastes. So mm-hmm. some people are yeah. gonna laugh at shit, and some people aren't gonna think it's funny. Um, but it's it's, and I think the big driving factor with all this stuff is like, what are we talking about here? We're talking about episodes being pulled of TV shows. Like this is these this is like corporations trying to like. Uh, yeah, please. They're, they're trying man. not to over their asses. They're trying not to rock any boats, which is because we have tons of shit. Like, and I've you know been in like film history classes, and we talk all about this stuff. Like, oh, this is how things were back then, and it's important mm-hmm. to, that we watch this stuff to know how things were. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, yeah. it's like all these companies are like just nope. just pulling things they're down. They're worried about money. They are. And to, to that end, they're, they're not going to do... There's going to be a lot of effort put into it, but none of that is going to be done in the name of anything intellectual. It's done in the name of, okay, let's not offend the largest number of people as possible yeah. as to keep making the largest amount of money possible. Um, you can't use what they're doing as a basis for anything, as, as any sort of basis for how you should approach this sort of thing. In an ideal world, people just get left to feel whatever they want to feel about it. If yeah, you know, and if if they want to do something about it in response to it or not, that's fine. If people want to argue about it, that's fine. People should be allowed to feel whatever they feel, and no one should be vilified for it, regardless of which side of any fence you're on. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's going to put me in the crosshairs of literally everyone. Guess what? I don't give a fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. I sort of agree with that, except when it starts infringing on other people. Uh, you know. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. No, we see that. We're seeing this a lot. I mean, the biggest example is like Activision and and Bethesda and stuff, right? There's that which that keeps getting floating around where Bethesda is like, you know, we support Pride Month and it has all of their different Twitter accounts for all the regions and all of their Twitter accounts have rainbow icons except for the one for the Middle East. Oh, yeah. Is that there's Activision, you know, you know, stopping racism by posting their little black square and saying, you know, we stand with Black Lives Matters, protesters everywhere, but you know within the last what was it six months ago or whatever they were you know cutting all ties with a streamer who voiced support for the hong kong protests mm-hmm. you know disney too oh yeah um uh what was it fucking blizzard like people were calling them out on the support of black lives matter and then it's like okay what about that guy who won your tournament and <laughs> free hong kong what about that yeah yeah, so tons of bullshit, but so uh, I guess corporations are just trying to cover their asses. Don't, don't basically don't take them seriously. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I guess that's a good lead into my topic. Um, the the world is pretty fucking weird and wild right now. Um, Stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It's not, we're not in the real world right now. Like, anyone getting mad at anyone for, personally, let me be clear, personally, personal interactions between people, maybe you were friends at some point, and then some aspect of 2020 kicked off, and now you're not getting along. You're not talking to the real versions of each other. We're in bizarro times. Let it pass, meet up yeah. afterward, and then we'll see. Sure. I would I would take that even farther to just go back to, you know, the rising prevalence of social media in general. You are, and I've, I've thought about this a lot, you're just not talking to the person you know, you know? Like, I, there's been people that I've, I've loved and I've gotten along with great in person, but then as soon as, like, you've changed jobs or leave school or whatever and then suddenly your only interaction with that person who you thought was great is what they feel the most strongly about that they have decided to like post on the internet um and it's interesting i've 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 gone through this uh i think i've like three people who i would i i guess have positive feelings about uh like i i guess i I check Instagram occasionally, like, because it shows you your numbers, like, who follows you, and I noticed, like, after I posted some stuff on social media, I was like, oh, those numbers sure went down a couple, and I, and I looked, and I was like, oh, hmm, a couple of people unfollowed me over this, it's like, that's interesting, I mean, it wasn't people I was very close to or anything, but it was people that I would consider, you know, at least friendly acquaintances, so... Uh, people are just really I I try not to do that too much I will do that with you know if I don't know the person if it's like a celebrity or something and they say something dumb or I, I just like don't want to I just don't care what they have to say anymore I'll do that but with people I know it's a little bit different so that sort of things definitely happened I, I had somebody also cut ties with me recently over uh we were just talking, uh, we were texting, and I voiced, like, it, it was about uh, a comedian who, he said some jokes that some people would find, like, sort of offensive. Um, they were a bit, they were, like, too soon jokes. Going back years, it was a couple of jokes, and it's not really what the person's known for. It was like, yeah, I like that person. Like, yeah, I thought those jokes were all right. They were funny. And then this person like basically deleted internet deleted me from their life which uh Damn, I'm, not too, I'm not too i'm not too bent up about it but it's like i i don't know just seeing like there's just a level of maturity that's lacking in a lot of people that put a lot of validity in social media interactions um and increasingly uh political stances like if you believe this or if you think this you question that you're out of here um and my my topic is about somebody who i've been following for a while now uh brett weinstein he's brothers with uh Oh, what's his name? Eric Weinstein. And, uh, 
Anyway, Brett is known for. Do you remember Evergreen? Do you, do you guys know who Brett Weinstein is? I do not know. Nope, I've heard the name. I've been hearing the name a lot as of late, kind of like in the peripherals. Yeah, so he's part of what's what it it hasn't been referred to this in a while, which I'm kind of glad. But the intellectual dark web, <laughs> which was a, sort of a collective of that uh, sounds really edge lordy. <laughs> that's because it wasn't coined by themselves. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think somebody said it offhand and then somebody else ran with it like a journalist ran with it or something but uh, anyway it's like it's sort of just this collection of people who are basically free thinkers and very pro first amendment but also very liberal and very kind of sick of um, identity and woke politics um, and the divisiveness and you know really just dislike Trump and that Basically, the circle is kind of like Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, Sam Harris, uh, the Weinstein brothers. Uh, I don't really like Ben Shapiro, but for some reason he's grouped in there. Just because what I think, I think maybe the the common denominator here is a willingness to talk with whatever the other side is. It is. He's kind of the lone conservative of the group. Yeah, Um, not. I'm not a fan of his ideas personally, but you know, I guess he, he's got some stones on him being willing to talk to anyone. Yeah, I'll I, give him that. I do like that, but I like almost nothing he says. <laughs> same, same. Um, yeah, uh, and there's people that float around periphery, the periphery of that, but but Brent, Brett Weinstein sort of came to fruition because he he really came out to talk um, to a lot of these people because of what happened at Evergreen College, I think. I'm not sure. He was a professor at some college and the and the college you'll probably remember this as I'm as I'm saying it. Uh they were basically protesting something and this was a few years back. Um and they wanted to have a uh, a day without a uh, white people for some reason. So they wanted all white people to stay away from school for I don't know if it was a day or a week or whatever I think it was a day, and he spoke out about against about he spoke out against this, saying this is you know this is a little racist guys <laughs> like <laughs> I, I don't think we should do this, um, and from there just the insults uh, just flew and there was just a, a mob outside uh, you know surrounding him and i think him and maybe somebody else i'm not sure if there was i know someone else was with him uh but he was physically attacked and and all sorts of things and you know called a nazi and all this other shit and he sort of went out and was kind of ringing the bell on a lot of this stuff like uh, just kind of sounding the alarm that that identity politics were giving us this sort of group of people who were very young, very angry, very uh, totalitarian in their belief system, um, basically didn't tolerate any sort of deviation or questioning of their ideology. Um, 
he's just been saying that for years and I was kind of in this boat hearing about this stuff like oh wow that's terrible what's going on in our college is what's going on in our college but then I've sort of started to see it and we've all seen it sort of become mainstream um in both aspects of it in in both the sense that you're seeing a few people enter into politics from there um you're seeing people and there's a spectrum right they're not all like very violent but a lot of them share the ideologies but are like you know you have like violent people on one end and kind of like the lightweight version of identity politicians would be like uh aoc but (laughs) anyway so him and a lot of the so-called intellectual dark web sort of rallied behind andrew yang when he was happening uh as did a lot of people who were basically fed up with and it's not just woke politics it's identity politics when we say identity politics in general uh that includes white nationalists as well uh I'm gonna say Yang Gang, but not necessarily for all that so much as I believe in UBI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Well, I haven't really talked about Andrew Yang yet, but and I'm in this boat. I I just am sick of fucking everything is it is about race, whether it's like you know everything is 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 like so awful for black people and it's true that they start up with the you know not as far ahead as a lot of other groups I think South Park kind of had it right (laughs) where if you chose a black character you start off in hard mode yeah (laughs) a little bit but it's it's I would say it's more of a dice roll like you depends it it is a crapshoot yeah and I, I've said this before so many times. I I just think class is such a, a bigger factor. Um, in, well, in I all think of the this. issue then is the sort of overlap in that regard. But I think I would agree with you in that class is the bigger factor. Yeah, I do think so. Um, and it, historically, it's because of race that black most black people are forced into the class that they are in. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's just like I, I, I just see it's to me it's so clear that class is what is divided because class is what actually divides us because if you look at why we're not accomplishing anything it's because the classes are divided by race and they're yelling at each other and this is why we can't accomplish anything they're standing on opposite ends of the Grand Canyon yelling at each other's echoes. Yeah, yep. and it's just like if those two groups could, you know, join together and agree, we Good could luck with that. we could just get fucking rid of these, you know, these kind of weenie pandering liberal politicians with no backbone and we could get rid of these crazy conservative ultra religious right assholes um and so that's that's kind of a a long roundabout way of saying uh brett weinstein is he has this interesting pitch that he's been talking about recently um called unity 2020 about running a dark horse candidate um that is basically drafted he's saying um and 
the two candidates that he's chosen are I'm gonna miss the other guy's name but Andrew Yang and there's this other guy who who is sort of center right um, he's a career uh, he's a military man uh, I, I forget his name but uh, the the article that I posted doesn't really it sort of covers the idea but the video he kind of explicitly talks about Andrew Yang and it's basically just born out of um, and there was a really interesting uh, like study linked in the, the article as well um, it was just all about how divided we are on every single topic and, and yeah but Literally, all, yeah. before people think critically about the topic, it gets divided between one group or the other. Yeah, uh, but it was also really interesting because it covered everything and it, it showed where we overlapped too. And basically, the uh, there was a I'll throw it up. There's this this chart here that it just says the hidden tribes of America. And on the far left says 8% are progressive activists, younger, highly educated, secular, cosmopolitan, angry. And on the right, devoted conservatives, 6%, white, retired, highly engaged, uncompromising, patriotic. And then in the middle, there's a spectrum there, but it says exhausted majority. And it's like 11% traditional liberals, 15% passive liberals, 26% politically disengaged, 15% moderates, 19% traditional conservatives. So there's this whole... Exhausted is right. Yeah. Granted, I think right now a lot of the people who were exhausted are now scared. Yeah, I mean, it's just like... Fuck. And, like, the one thing that we can all agree on in this very large middle ground, which is, like... You look at those two extremes, and they're the ones that are on Twitter, and they're unfortunately shaping a lot of our... Right now, they're getting kind of held up. They're getting propped up. They're they're kind of... They're shaping well, our... They've been, they've been propped up, but they're being propped up especially high now because something I've always said is that the simplest message rings the loudest. What do you mean, and propped up? As in, more and more people... They, they're being retweeted. They're being kind of pointed at as okay that that right there listen to that yeah because the simplest message rings the loudest and right now a lot of people myself included i fell into this thing too got terrified by something that happened in the wake of the whole george floyd thing and sought comfort somewhere yeah and i do think this was part of the reasoning that unity 2020 is like this idea has come about is just and they mentioned it in this article like sort of a fear that I don't know how founded it is but a fear that a civil war could happen I don't see that happening I think, really I think yeah yeah I think that's more fear than anything else but I've been hearing that and I've been been in an interesting situation where I've been hearing that from more from the direction I'm not on. Hmm. But I've been hearing the kind of hostility on the direction that I am on, too, that would be like, yeah. we're ready for it. Yeah, I have to. But I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't, I don't think so. No. 
um, simply people are just scared simply because of the I mean you look at the chart again 8% on the left 6% on the right everyone else is in the middle and it's it's just weird you know we were talking about corporations bowing to pressure they're they're really kind of just bowing to the fringe and it's why when those these things happen but you, people are popping the people are propping the fringe up so it looks like popular opinion yeah well it's just that all of those people are the ones that are on twitter you know and they're the loudest voices and they have their echo chambers that retweet and get all the likes and then they yell at these companies or whatever and then they just like what do we do let's pull down episode that you know of friends let's 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 do something to show that we're on their side okay we'll pull what can we do we can pull down this episode of the show we own yeah yeah or you know we can we can retweet the thing the president said or we can tell people not to wear their masks or we can mm-hmm. make fun of people who don't or whatever yeah it's just it's twitter is the worst place in the world to have a conversation but unfortunately it's where a lot of people turn to get news it's the worst but it's also the easiest yeah it is uh it's unfortunate and they've been so they they every once in, i feel like once a year they roll out something new to like combat some bullshit that's on their platform but it's like they need to like accelerate the pace of the shit that they're doing like i've seen now that uh I saw this on or the... Or someone can make another platform that's yeah. more about thinking. Yeah, I've seen uh, like the, the director of The Last of Us, he has his... Apparently you can turn comments on followers. I think mutual follow only mode now. So there's that. Um, so basically this plan is to uh, um just to choose two people who are left of center and right of center and uh, run them as a team basically and then they would switch off every election year and make every decision together um, except where they couldn't which I'm still kind of like what does that mean but um, yeah well, there's going to there's be some stuff that's just going to be like yeah. two people running their heads into the wall um, I appreciate I think an idea like this is probably needed right now. I appreciate the idea. I'm still a little. I mean, this is this is a nitpick right now, considering how dire shit is and how much we need something different. This is a nitpick that I guess can maybe actually matter somewhere down the line. But I'm not necessarily a big fan of the idea that all the right answers exist in between left and right. Um, I think, like, logically speaking, what works is very much going to be dependent upon what's going on in the world. Yeah, I think that's that's the... What's happening is bigger than individual people's ideas. Right. As such, as much as Putin is someone who scares me, when you got the war on, he's the one you want in office. And similar things can be said about different people I'm probably not fan, a fan of. Yeah. I think that's the point, though. Mm-hmm. The point is to have two people who are, you know, they who can well, think yeah, critically they're, 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 and engage with, with yeah, both no, sides. Yeah, I get that. It's just that they're both left and right of center. 
It I, feels like it's still this idea that center is correct. Uh. But again, this is something. This, the, it's it's me voicing it now, knowing that it's a conversation for later. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't really see the problem with that. I, not necessarily. Not necessarily I that I don't see the problem with what you're saying, but I I don't really see it as the the problem. Like I don't see. Like I see Andrew Yang as he's. He's like, who I was gonna vote for. To be clear. Yeah. I, I don't really see him as like a heavy centrist moderate guy like he's he's only considered left of center because he's not extreme left you know 10 15 years ago this guy would be he would look like Bernie Sanders you know so it, it's it's really just about picking people who are reasonable but can yeah. talk to each other yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm definitely for that. That's why I say this is me putting. I'm basically putting like a bookmark somewhere, just so I can say mm-hmm. I had this feeling later on, and not just I'm jumping on something years down the line. When, whatever. Hmm. Um. But yeah, and the, one of the important things about this, and why I think it's a good idea, and we'll see if you know what kind of momentum it is there is a, a caveat in there that like if we're getting close to election day and this doesn't look like it's going to be a thing we just pull the plug drop out so that you know we don't you know get like a i'm happy to have another option yeah because as much as i don't like trump um biden was looking not even less bad is the right it 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 looked like it he looked just as bad just in a way that wasn't gonna hurt me personally mm-hmm. well yeah that's it and uh, i mean right off the bat the article is just like nobody wants biden <laughs> it's like mm. this is not what we wanted and this is yeah, a, it's, I, it's a hillary all over again yeah I, I don't know if it's quite hillary but it's still like it's like <sighs> It's just... No one wanted this. Yeah, no one wanted this. Um, Andrew Yang. Oh, I was saying something that he was saying, uh, you know, during the debates was he was for introducing, like, ranked choice voting, which if we had, we would not have Biden right now. Um, Which It's basically the idea that, you know, if your person you voted for didn't win the ticket, you get to vote for who's remaining. You know, which is like my vote I voted for because Andrew Yang had dropped out and I was like okay fuck it I guess I'm going to vote for Elizabeth Warren because I don't think Bernie whatever you know for my reasons I didn't want to support Bernie and I didn't want to support Joe so I was like Elizabeth like looks pretty good right now and yeah, I, it would be nice if you could send your list in yeah. rather than just the vote that's exactly what it would be so I voted for Elizabeth Warren and then the next day she dropped out of the race so that is what happened to me um, but yeah I, I'm very pro this thing I would love to seek it take off with some energy behind it and I and I really do think it can take off simply just because literally it seems like no Democrat wants Joe Biden <laughs> yeah 
that's 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 the thing that's been abundantly clear to me is like <laughs> as bad as it felt to like vote Hillary just because you didn't want Trump in office Biden was gonna feel way worse yeah and I also do think um, with the Yang ticket you get people who there was like a lot of people who were going to ditch Trump and vote for Andrew who wanted to support Andrew Yang and yeah. then they went back to Trump for whatever reason, or or people who weren't well, going to know, vote. Yang was not Yang. He he made his way as an entrepreneur. So if yeah. it was on like the corporate thing, the money thing, the financial thing, the you know make it your own way thing, whatever, hmm. he had that. Yeah, I think people just liked his ideas. I mean, free money—that's a good one. Oh, yeah. But he was well, also. No, I, I, I believe in UBI, but more in like a in like a grander sense. Like I think that's the gate. That's one of the steps towards an honest to God utopia. Um, I'm sure people think I'm an idealistic idiot. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about utopia, but it would definitely raise the quality of life, and it's certainly a step in the right direction towards something like that, which would probably be, you know hundred years hundreds of years out depending on yeah but I feel like we should be trying to move towards that that should be we get too caught up in the idea of struggle or the idea of you know work ethic or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. the norm has become survival yeah the the goal has become survival the struggle has become romanticized yeah and and that's that's on both ends yeah um yeah, the the what we should be shooting for is, you know, we sh- we should have a greater end goal. I guess is my long and short. Yeah. So like um, like I was getting into it with a, a coworker who was like finding the idea of um, the idea of UBI though he was hearing it as free money and not having to work for a living as being completely asinine. And I was like, I see where you're coming from. It seems like you're never going to look more than 10 years into the future. We should have a bigger goal. We should have like better like greater aspirations for ourselves as a civilization. We're never going to get past we're never even going to become a level 1 civilization, let alone a big enough one that the aliens out there are actually going to want to interact with us. Um fucking whatever. I already sound like a fucking lunatic. Um I don't know if thinking more of ourselves is the idea so much as we should strive for something bigger than mere survival or mere status quo. Just not fucking killing each other, even though that should be a goal, too. Man, you sound... I don't know know if not killing each other as the end goal is going to get us there. I think we got to overshoot in order to reach these other hallmarks, which I know seem insurmountable, but we're never going to get to thinking that they're such yeah. and settling for smaller things. It's really funny that you sound like me about like three or four years ago. <laughs> it's how I've always felt. Mm. I'm just at the point where I'm willing to say it out loud on the internet where yeah. everyone can hear me. But uh, anyway, Joe, how do you feel about any of this? Uh, well, I would have voted for Andrew Yang. I wish he hadn't dropped out. Um, I really like the idea. I love the ranked voting too bad that's not oh well apparently it is a thing in some states 
they have adopted it. Mm -hmm. um, but I wish it was kind of the universal, not universal, like the main way everybody would do voting. So I, I really think it's a lot more fair. Um, the whole idea you were mentioning about kind of just having the candidates kind of go back and forth each year. Um, I would love that, especially for Yang to come back. But after Yang stepped down from being, uh, you know, for presidency, um, he started a new nonprofit that's basically doing UBI called yeah. Humanity Forward, which is pretty awesome. So even if we were to go with this, I feel like he may not do it because he wants to focus so much on actually doing what he wanted he to do. He still wants to do what he wanted to do. He's just decided not mm -hmm. to rely on that position to do it. Yeah. So, which, which is sad. Heart balls. Which is sad because right there, that's telling you he would have made probably an amazing president because he's so determined to make what he wants come true. Um, that he was, you know, he, he couldn't make it happen for the country, but he still wants to try as hard as he can to help people who are in need, which was the whole purpose and why he wanted to do it. Um, so I think he's, uh, at least reading it up, he has like, not a huge fund, I think it was like $500,000. Uh, $500, and he's doing the whole UBI thing for a small group of, like a small test group yeah. in New York. Just uh, proving that it can work. Yeah, so I mean, this guy, and also too, outside of UBI, he had a lot of really fantastic ideas and things that he wanted to put in place. Um, I think another one was what, like counseling force, um, what was it, not single parents or something. There was, there's a whole, if you look, if you go on his, like go on his website, I don't know if it's still live or not, but if you like were to go on his website and look at all the things that he wanted to have happen, yes, he was most vocal about UBI, but he also had a lot of really amazing ideas that he wanted yeah. to put in place. Um, so yeah, I mean, if that were to happen, which I have my doubts that it will, where we had those two kind of candidates going back and forth or whatever, um, that would be fantastic. I'd be a hundred percent for it, but I don't feel like it's going to happen. Yeah, I think if it if it could happen at at any time in history, and if it was, it would be now, and this is yeah. when it's most I needed. I think it's most needed. Now. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. um, but the. So I'm glad you brought up uh, what Andrew Yang has been doing um, and now. And I, I did see sort of rumors floating around about uh, him considering a role in Biden's cabinet if he gets elected, which would be interesting. So I, I think he's open to it. And something uh, Brett did say in that uh, YouTube video was that, and, and this was just announced like yesterday, um, like the whole idea so we'll see what happens but he uh he said that they were actually in contact with people and that they were like pretty interested in the idea but not ready to publicly declare anything right now um to i i it's not like a set in stone or anything it's more like a there's some interest and so it is a possibility but I, yeah, I, I hope it happens. That would be amazing. That would be an amazing turnaround to this year. <laughs> it would, but I feel like maybe it's too late. We're so close to I, November. I, I don't care. I'll, I'll jump on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I feel it feels like something like that 
would require a lot of people to get on board mm -hmm. and in such a short amount of time. You know, people are volatile right now. This might yeah. be the time for that. Yeah. Well, that's, what lot, well, that's, what, that's another big thing, too. There's so much other stuff going on right now that I feel like it would be kind of well, hard. To there's so much stuff that. going on right now, but it's created a heightened awareness. Yeah. This. Mm. And, and yeah. let's like it, it could be it could work synergistically yeah this. and let's not forget that we are coming off of a big wave where everyone just learned who andrew yang is and everyone is like he's still in the in the collective consciousness true yeah and a boy. I, I wish they would release i know they won't but wish they would release some numbers showing how effective the stimulus checks that they've sent out so far and the people that have actually gotten them, how well it's I you, worked. I tell you what, I'd say that they were more effective than unemployment because a lot of people, myself included, got locked out of it. Mm. What happened yeah. with you again? Oh, I had a uh, login. I have a login issue with mm. my account on there, and due to the phones being completely clogged up, I can't get in contact with anyone, so mm. I couldn't use it yeah. thank god i had money saved up yeah that hotline is completely just slammed it's almost impossible mm. to get anyone on the line yeah well for people who have gotten it i've heard it's like pretty sweet um if you if yeah. any if any place is open like i was just going down because i actually have a friend who just did that he he went and it was like i'm like fucked right now what can we do and they basically and he's in a much smaller town so mm. it, it went pretty quick but they were like yeah you're entitled to all this money for the past you know three or four months that we've been shut down as well as going forward you're going to get unemployment so yeah you might have to go down to somewhere if they decide to open up it might be the only way at least around right where i am in sacramento like all of those unemployment like physical places are closed yeah. like none of that open. yeah don't so. don't give up on it because you are entitled to that money it's I just mean, I made it i don't, I don't know it's I a lot of work <laughs> it's it's it i'll i'll be and i'll be 100 percent honest here there's there's probably some it's it's that sting they were talking about in pulp fiction that's pride Mm -hmm. That's probably what's going on with me right now. Well, you better I mean, get over that, boy. You got well, no, well, 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 where I work has, mm. you know, I'm working now. Um, mm. Now, I may need to get over it if uh, phase two doesn't work out out here and we have to shut down. Mm -hmm. But um, if not, then yeah. whatever. I mean, even when things just calm down a bit, you could be like, I'm sure you could call up and be like, hey, I was unemployed during this time. Can I please get what I was owed? If I don't need it, I'm not going to take it. Mm. But, again, that's not what... I'm not... That's not any indication of what anyone other than myself should do based on my own choice. Eh, I can... I'm dumb. You're not dumb. You just have pride, I guess. But fuck that, I take that Yeah, money. and that pride is stupid. Mm. Well, you believe in what you believe in, and you should stick by that. It's not even. It's not strong enough to be called a belief. I'm just not gonna do it. Jumper cables. Remember when we used to live together and we used to we used to shave our heads, <laughs> shave each other's okay. heads. Okay, let's. No, 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 no. Don't give anyone that idea. 
We shaved our heads completely independent of one another. <laughs> <laughs> and let's, yeah. There's the top head and bottom head. I'm, I'm assuming top head. Uh, well, you guys got anything more to say? Andrew Yang forever. <laughs> Yang gang. That's Joe's new email address. Andrew Yang forever at yahoo.com. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, man. Uh, man. I, you know, earlier today I was thinking I'm going to, like, say something clever before I end the show. And I forgot what it was. <laughs> <sighs> but, uh, anyway, you can find us all on all the things. Uh, I don't know how you're listening to this. But I can tell you right now, it wasn't on Twitch. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I didn't even check today. Spotify, Apple, Google, we're there. Audio version. We got YouTube content. I've been posting some uh, some uh, lay videos from my archive. Jump Cables has got some Samurai Showdown up there for you. Oh, Joe, yeah, I'll... we got some other shit up. I'll try and send that invite again tonight, Joe. I, I forgot to, to do that thing, but Joe will be on there too. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, I guess I'm at Hyper 90s on Twitter. I've been trying to leave that part out. <laughs> but whatever. Um, I guess I'm, I'm still I'm at Otaku there. Connect, but if you want to have a political conversation, you're shit out of luck. Hmm. Slide I'm in. only going to talk about weird-ass weeaboo shit. Slide into his DMs. Slide. Yeah, I'm talk about weird-ass weeaboo shit. Slide a finger into there. Ew. No. One in the pink, ass. two in the stink. <laughs> wait, wait, what part is the pink? <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> Uh, do not uh, want <laughs> okay 